to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along. Everybody. See, the morning is just so good, it just keeps on going on. We are so glad to have you here tonight at Victor Christian Fellowship. This is our Wednesday night refreshing, where God promises to give times of refreshing from His presence. And He's got an abundance to give us tonight, Lord, and we just give you thanks and praise. Thank you, Lord, that every heart that hungers for righteousness is filled, and every heart that thirsts after you is filled. And I just thank you, Lord, that you anoint our head with oil and our cup runs over tonight and we give you all the praise and glory and honor in Jesus name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together. Amen. Let's stand together. How majestic is your name. Oh, Lord. 
for speaking to us. known 
to share my love and spread my goodness, to give my life, to give people hope, to show them that there is a God who can help them, who loves them, who has better things for them. Yes, you are my vessel whom I will fill and you will flow and you will go and great things will occur. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Well, you may have your seats. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. They do a phenomenal job. Oh, it is a, it, it's a good night to be in church. Amen? The church of the living God. Hallelujah. Well, we're glad that you're here tonight in this room, and we're glad if you're watching online, you connect and hook up that way. God is doing some amazing things. You know, if you want an adventure in God, some of my uh, brother-in-law's books are still there, and you can get you a copy. They're $12 a piece. Now, or you can, if you uh, are depressed or down, you can get my new book called Effervescent Joy, and uh, it will make you laugh. It will spread cheer around. We can rejoice and be glad and have the joy of the Lord. You know, there is a joy of the Lord. So the the joy of the Lord is not based on our circumstances. It's based on him. And if you're uh, here and you'd like to give tonight, you can invest in the kingdom of God. And uh, God will accept your gift and he'll receive it and multiply it back unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Amen? We are in the overflow. And uh, continual harvest come from continual sowing. Amen? So, Father, I just give you thanks and praise that we sow our gifts into your kingdom, Lord, and you multiply them back to us. Father, you bless us and you protect us, provide for us, and prosper us in Jesus' name. Amen. Of course, if you're watching online, you can go on our website and do that. Here you can give any time in the boxes on either side. Amen. All right, we got some awesome kids tonight. And we're going to dismiss our kids and our teachers that they experience God. Kids, have a good night. Be blessed. Be filled. Be touched. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, we're still extracting some things from Isaac's well. It's a deep well. It's a refreshing well. And if you have your Bibles tonight, I want you to go to Genesis 26. And we're going to begin there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And uh, I want you to look at verse 18. Genesis 26, verse 18. And Isaac dug again the wells of water which they had 
dug in the days of Abraham, his father. You know, sometimes you got to dig again. You know, there are some things that we need to extract sometimes from those who have gone on before us. And so, notice, Abraham dug these wells. But, Abraham, but Isaac had to redig them because they were covered up. For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. See, the enemy wants to shut off your source of prosperity and increase in your life. And he'll try to block the source of your good things. Or he'll try to separate you from them. And uh, so the Philistines stopped them up and he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. And uh, Isaac's servants dug in the valley. So now they're not, they're, they're moving further away from the place where they were. And there was a, a, a well of springing, a well of spring water. And the herdmen of Gerar did strive with Isaac's herdmen, saying, The water is ours. And he called the place, the name of the well, Essek, because they strove with him. Essek means strife or contention. See, tonight I want to take you to a fruitful and a full place. How many want to experience the fruitfulness of God and the fullness of God? Okay? But sometimes to get to the land of fruitfulness, you're going to have to go through opposition. Okay? So, verse 21, and there they dug another well and strove for that also, and he called the name of it Sitna, or enmity, or hostility. And he removed from there. So he's in, see, that was their whole goal was to get him out. And he removed from there and digged another well. And for that they did not strive. And he called the name of it Rehoboth. And he said, for now the Lord has made room for us. Are you ready for God to make some room for you tonight? And we shall be fruitful in the land. All right? So he had these wells that were dug by his father. And the Philistines had blocked them up and he redug them. He retapped into the source. You know, sometimes you got to go back to the basics. Because those basics have been covered under dust and you got to kind of dust them off and get them out and do them once again. We're going to talk about the names in a little bit, but how do you dig a well? Can you dig it? Amen. I thought of bringing a shovel and a pick here, but, you know, in in 2 Chronicles 26.10, you don't have to turn there, but it talks about King Uzziah. He also, it says in verse 10, he built towers in the wilderness and dug many cisterns. That's many wells. 
For he had a great deal of livestock. You know, if you're going to have livestock, you've got to have water. Both in the lowlands and in the plain, he also had farmers and vine dressers in the hill country and in the fertile fields, for he loved the soil. There was a king who loved the soil. So let me give you some practical things on how do you dig a well. And then we're going to talk about the names, then we're going to get the land of fullness and fruitfulness tonight. Are you ready? Who's ready to to board the fullness train? Woo-woo! All aboard! Train fullness is about to leave the depot. Amen? Number one, if you want to dig a well, you've got to choose the ground. You know, the ground is important. Amen? Ask the Lord to show you where he would have you concentrate your prayers. See, we don't, we don't dig with physical things. We dig with spiritual tools. Right? So praying is digging. And ask the Lord where he wants to concentrate your prayers for a breakthrough at this time. It could be one area or many. It could be your home or your family, your church or your ministry, your community, your relationship, or someone you like to, or the world. How many know that there's a world that needs to be one? Well, right at this moment, you may not be able to go to that place, but you can go there in prayer. You can start digging a well, pick a country, pick a spot in the world, and start digging. Amen? This is what God did when his people were oppressed. They were in Egypt, right? And Egypt was a spiritual well. It was a well of slavery, but in that well, it contained God's people. So God sent a man named Moses, and he started digging. What did he do? He went before Pharaoh. He said, let my people go. He's digging. Let my people go. He's digging. Let my people go. He's digging. And God's performing miracles. God's showing himself strong. Finally, the well broke loose, and the Israelites gushed out of Egypt. It's called the Exodus. Pharaoh, the dirt couldn't hold him down anymore. Amen? And every time Moses appeared in Pharaoh's court, he was digging a well. He was digging a well. Amen? Say, I'm digging a well. See, sometimes you've got to press into some things of God. Didn't God give Israel a promised land? Right? Was it theirs? How come they just didn't automatically get it? They had to go in too, didn't they? They had to face giants, didn't they? And other people groups, right? And they had to, they had to face their opposition. They had to face their enemy. But what happened? They ended up possessing the land. So just because God promises you something in the word, it's not going to automatically come to you. You've got to press in. Are you ready to press in tonight? All right. Number two, after you've chosen the ground, you've got to prepare for the work ahead. Preparation time is never lost time. 
in preparation time, you resolve that you want God to move. How many want God to move? On a Wednesday night. On a Tuesday night. On a Thursday afternoon. On a Friday night. On a Saturday morning. On a Sunday morning. In my home. Where I work. You got to start preparing. You got to make a resolve. You got to be resolved that you want God to move. How many want God to move? Well, when he move, when he starts moving, don't don't get upset on how he moves. Well, I wanted you to move, but not that way. You just let God move how he wants to move. You know, we want God to move, but we want him to move in our in our little finite mind way. Sorry, but God doesn't fit in any box. If you want God to move, you just got to be ready to let him move. Hmm. Ask the spirit of God to fill you and stir you up in the inner resource of resolve that you need to start digging and keep going until breakthrough happens. Listen, don't get upset that you have to dig. Know that there's a breakthrough coming. Okay? Sometimes, in order to renew your strength, what do you have to do? Wait on God. Waiting is digging. Waiting is preparing. Waiting is pressing in. You wait long enough and you're going to meet God. Amen? All right? Okay, you've chosen the ground. You've prepared for the work ahead. Now it's time to start digging. And you know, when you dig, you've got to break ground. You know, sometimes God's got to break up some hard ground. Some hard places, some places of resistance. Maybe we didn't even know that we had it in us, right? But sometimes when we want to encounter God, we have resistance in us, and maybe we didn't even know how it got there or that it was there, right? And we got to let God to break up some hard things. We need to let God break up some mindsets, right? You've got to begin, no matter how small your effort may seem at first. Do you realize, in order to pay their taxes, Peter had to go put a line in the water. Him and Jesus showed up at the temple. And it was customary to pay a temple tax. Right? Jesus had a treasurer. He didn't carry money around. His treasurer wasn't there, and Peter left his wallet on the boat. Right? But God had a breakthrough. What was the breakthrough? You had to go put a line in the water and catch the fish, and the first fish that comes up is going to have a coin in its mouth. Right? So Peter, he went and dug. He put his line in the water, and sure enough, just as God said, he he pulled up that fish, and in that fish were coins to pay the tax for Peter and Jesus, and the fish after that they had for lunch. Right? See, and sometimes you got to dig deep to find water. 
You've got to be planted. You've got to be rooted in Christ Jesus. How many, listen, we, if you're just on the surface, a big wind will blow you over. See, digging a well is like planting seed on good ground in Mark 4. Do you know not every ground produced the fruit that it needed to produce? There was rocky ground, right? Oh, it sprung up for a while, but then persecution and other things came up, down it went. Right? And then there was some ground that had a lot of weeds. And the fruit started to spring up, but the weeds choked it out. Right? It wasn't until good ground, until it welcomed, accepted, and received the seed that it sprung forth 30, 60, and 100 fold. Okay? Are you with me? So we dig by praying. Because God is our source. See, I have a voice. And I'm going to use it. You know, we can praise. Praise is the highest form of prayer. When Paul and Silas, they were put in prison in Philippi, right? And they were beaten. They were put in stocks and they were thrown in a dungeon. But at midnight, they got out some spiritual shovels and they got out some pickaxe, right? And they started digging a well, didn't they? Because they knew that if they dug, you know, well, I don't feel like digging. Shut up. Sometimes you don't, your flesh doesn't feel like digging, but you got to dig. We dig by praising. We dig by praying. We dig by speaking in tongues. Amen? And Paul and Silas, they began to dig. They began to praise God at midnight. Everybody say at midnight. How many know you can open up a well at midnight? Amen? And they began to praise God so loud that the other prisoners heard them. And what happened? They hit a gusher. Right? That gusher shook the prison. It was a supernatural. It wasn't, it didn't shake the foundation. It shook the building. It, it, it shook it so that the doors opened up and the chains fell off. That's a gusher. How did they get into that gusher? They started praising God and singing songs while they didn't feel like it. And, and they're there singing those songs of praise. And, and that gusher just exploded. And what happened? People got saved. Lives were changed. Because two people were willing to do what they needed to do to tap into God's presence and power. You know, God's power was there all the time. But God was just waiting for someone to tap into it. Amen? Did you know that the man who was brought to the healing service that Jesus had, the place was packed, right? The Bible says the power of the Lord in Luke 5, the power of the Lord was present to heal them. How many know that God is present here tonight? You believe that? Well, our part is to tap in to the power that's already here. See? Well, why doesn't God just do it all? What more does he have to do? I mean, he moved out of heaven and came to earth. He died on the cross and gave his life and he retired early. What more does he have to do? 
Does he have to get back on the cross again? Or does he just need a group of people that are crazy enough to believe what he said and tap into his power right where they are? I I believe we got some of those people right here tonight, right in this room tonight. We got some people who are crazy enough just to tap into the power of God that's here tonight. Amen? God is our living water. We talked about that last week, right? He's the, he's the spring. He's the source of water. He's the fountain of life, right? And we also dig by listening to what the Lord says. Oh, come on. Do you have your ears on tonight? Are you listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you tonight? Amen? We got to be listening to the Holy Spirit. Because so, he wants us to get full tonight. He wants you to get full, to experience his fullness, not your fullness, his fullness. God's fullness is different than our fullness. We only accept what we can handle. God gives us too much. God gives us more than enough. Amen? We have limits. God has no limits. You know, David got a revelation of this. He said, the Lord anoints my head with oil and my cup, what? Do you got an overrunning cup tonight? God wants your cup. He doesn't want it to the brim. He wants it running over. Say, my cup is running over. How did it run over? Because your head got anointed. God put some oil on your head. Oil is representative of the Holy Spirit. Amen. He anoints your head with oil. Say, I'm anointed. And my cup's running over. See, the anointing which destroys yokes makes your cup cup run over. Don't put your hand on the cup. Let it run over. Your cup was designed to run over. Our natural tendency is to stop it from running over, isn't it? No. Everybody put your hands in the air. Say, my hands are off the cup. Lord, run it over. Overflow in Jesus' name. More than enough. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Now you got to persevere. What if Isaac would have stopped after he encountered one strife? What if he'd have stopped after the second well? He didn't hit water until, well, he actually hit water, but then they came and covered it up. But it took three wells until God brought him into a fruitful place. Open spaces, room for you to expand, room for you to grow, room for you to increase. God's got that place for you tonight. Amen? So we dig by praying, we dig by listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying, and we dig by speaking life-giving words. Oh, did you know your mouth is the bucket that retrieves the water? Your mouth is the thing that breaks strongholds down. You've got power in your mouth. 
So we, we dig by praying, by listening to the Holy Spirit, and speaking life-giving words. Same thing that God told Joshua. This book of the law shall not depart out of your what? Mouth. But you shall meditate in it night and day. See, if you're meditating in it night and day, you're going to be speaking it night and day. Do you know what you meditate on, you speak? How do I know that? Because the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what you've been putting in your heart is going to come out of your mouth. What you've been stuffing in your heart overflows out of your mouth. Say, I got to speak some words. Say, faith speaks. Yeah. What did Jesus do to the storm? He's like, oh my, that's a bad storm. Oh, the wind is howling. No, he said life-giving words. He said, peace be still. He rebuked the wind and the waves, and he said, peace be still. And everybody was shocked because there was a great calm. Because Jesus said something. He gave you that same power and ability. So what are the three ways we dig? Praying, listening to the Holy Spirit, and speaking life-giving words. See, you want to speak life-giving words. Jesus said in John 6.63, the words that I speak are spirit and life. Jesus spoke life-giving words, and he's not telling you to do anything different than he did. Okay? I mean, when you complain, you're not speaking life-giving words. When you murmur, you're not speaking life-giving words. When you're talking about the problem, you're not speaking life-giving words. What, where do life-giving words come from? They come from the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we got to persevere. You know, sometimes... You might encounter some ground that takes a little bit extra effort. I don't want to pray 10 minutes. I only want to pray five minutes. Well, what? God may work in the 10th minute. And if you stop at minute six, you're going to miss the blessing. Am I right about that? So you got to persevere. You know, the Bible has equipped us to endure. You, we got to run with patience or endurance the race that is set before us. Amen. Did you know that? What is patience? It's a what? Of the what? It's a fruit of the Spirit. Where do, where do fruit grow? How does fruit grow? It grows on a tree. Trees need water to produce fruit. Right? So if you're impatient, you got some rotten fruit. That's, that's some sour fruit. <laughs> Am I right? Patience is a fruit of the Spirit. Through faith and patience, we inherit the promises. Boy, there's a lot of things coming out tonight. But I know that you're listening. You got your ears on. Amen. So when you encounter dry ground, don't give up. Don't quit. The enemy puts pressure on you to quit. 
Oh, he threw dirt in my well. I might as well just stop. Don't stop digging. Don't you quit. It is not time to retire early from God. Don't let your faith punch out. Come on. Keep your faith. Keep the switch of faith on. There's enough power to power that switch until for eternity. Amen? There's, not, there's no power outage from God. It's just the flesh. We get in the flesh and we turn off the power. So if you encounter dry ground, did you know that God specializes in making dry ground fruitful fields? He can turn deserts into a garden. Amen? Oh, and here's something. Focus on the water, not the dirt. Yeah, the enemy's going to put some dirt in your well. Don't focus on the dirt. Focus on the water. Focus on the reward. Amen? Yeah, the dirt is in your way. See, the enemy wants you to look at the dirt. He wants you to get, he wants you to doubt whether or not there's water there. The only way that you're going to discover the water is by removing the dirt. But don't focus, oh, there's water there, there's water there, there's water there. Amen? Forget about how much dirt the enemy put in. Know how much water you're going to come in contact with. It's just a matter of perspective. Amen? How many times did Jesus call people healed when they were sick? He didn't go up to people and say, my, how lame are you? (laughs) He would tell lame people who had been there for years, pick up your mat and walk. His, his second miracle, or second or third miracle, he, he a widow had lost her son. And they were having the funeral procession, carrying the coffin. And Jesus touched that thing that was carrying death and turned it into life. Amen? He touched the coffin and the young man came to life. Hallelujah. Whatever was dead in your life is about to come to life again. Amen. Maybe you got so discouraged that you lost your destiny. Maybe you decided to give up and quit because the enemy's been putting dirt on your dreams. He's been covering up your your destiny and your desire that God has called you to. And and you're losing hope. And and you don't think, I'm never going to get there. Yes, you are going to get there. Hang in. Just don't quit. Keep on digging. You're going to hit a gusher. Don't give up on your dream. Dream bigger. When the enemy puts some dirt on a dream, dream bigger. We can easily be tempted to pay attention on our faults. 
or our imperfections. But we know that there's some water coming that can bring refreshing. Keep your eyes on the prize. Abraham said to God, God, what are you going to give me? Seeing I go childless. He's looking at his childlessness. He's looking at what he doesn't have. He's looking at the failure. And God says, come here, son. Let's take a walk outside. All It, it doesn't take much to change your perspective. Abraham went from looking at childlessness to looking at the stars. And when he saw the stars, he decided to believe God. All you got to do is take your eyes off the problem and put it on the answer. Amen? Hallelujah. How many things are too hard for God? Nothing is too hard for God. That's what he told Mary. How how am I going to have a baby not knowing a man? Nothing is too hard for God. Say nothing is too hard for my God. Amen? All things are possible to them that what? Believe. How many believers we got here tonight? Then, then the possibilities are endless. Hallelujah. If God gave you a vision, it's going to be fulfilled. It's for an appointed time. Amen? All right. We're not going to get to the names of the wells tonight. Are you ready? We're just going to go straight to Rehoboth tonight. Amen? That's the open place. That's the place of fruitfulness. That's the place of fullness. That's a place of enlargement. That's a place of increase. How many want to increase? How many would like to increase strength in your body? How many would like to increase in finances? Amen. How many would like to increase in achieving dreams? Amen. Well, God designed us to increase, and the way he does it is filling us with himself. Filling us. Are you ready for some custard filling and a blank donut? Amen. We're going to chalk you so full that it's going to be coming out the sides. Amen. Just the slightest pressure on that donut is going to cause custard to squirt out everywhere. Amen. Go to Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15 and verse 13. Romans 15, 13. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, I'm getting full. I'm, I'm hitting a gusher. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Romans 15, 13 says, now, oh my goodness, God, right now, not tomorrow, not in the morning, right now, say now. The God of hope fill you with a little joy. Didn't say a little. All joy and peace where? In believing. Joy and peace is in believing. It's not in doubting. It's in believing. The God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope. Abound sounds like a gusher word. 
through the power of the Holy Ghost. How many want to abound? It's through the power of the Holy Ghost, as you believe in God, he fill all joy and peace just come to you. And all of a sudden, you, <laughs> you are having what you needed. Amen? Hallelujah. All right? Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. All right? We overcame the strife. We overcame the opposition. We overcame the hostility. And now we're in Rehoboth. Amen? An open place. Rehoboth is open for business tonight in Palmyra. God is bringing you to, God has brought you to Rehoboth. Amen? Say, I'm in Rehoboth. Glory to God. Ephesians chapter 1. And verse 20, actually, uh, verse 18. <laughs> so, this is a prayer here, and he prayed in 17 that God gives you the spirit of wisdom. And re- say, I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in knowledge. Where does revelation come from? It comes from you hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. All right, verse 18, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. It means light has come and it's continuing to shine. That you may know. How many, you, you, there's some things you need to know. You need to, you need to know the hope of his calling. You need to know the hope of the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. How many saints are in the house tonight? If you're born again, you're a saint. You don't have to die to become a saint. You, you accept Jesus to become a saint. All right? Verse 19, you need to know what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward. God's power is for me. Say that. Say, God's power is for me. Say, God gave me his power. It can do anything that you need it to do. It can cause something to manifest that's not there. It can create something that's invisible. Okay? So we need to know his power to us word who believe. Are you believing tonight? According to the working of his mighty power, you went from a shovel to a hydro drill. Amen. You went from a shovel to a jackhammer. Come on. This is what the Holy Ghost does. He takes the shovel out of your hand, which is our toil, and he gives you a jackhammer, which gets, which cuts down the time of, of hitting a gusher, which he wrought in Christ. Rehoboth is Christ. God brought us to Rehoboth. He brought us out of Egypt. He brought us out of bondage. He brought us out of slavery. And he brought us in Christ. And in Christ, we have open spaces. In Christ, we increase. In Christ, our vision is enlarged. In Christ, we grow. There's no limits. Rehoboth is Christ. 
when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also that which is come, verse 22, very important. And has put all things under his feet and gave to him to head, gave him to be the head over all things, verse 23 now. At which is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. We are the organization. We are the vessel that God desires to fill with his fullness. Oh. Say, I'm filled with the fullness of God. When you're full of God, miracles happen. When you're full of God, you can walk into a demon-infested room and it's like turning the light on and watching the roaches run out or run for cover. Amen? You can walk into a room and anyone that's demon-influenced or demon-possessed, all of a sudden, they're looking at you. Like, what are you on? I'm on JC and HG. Amen? So he fills his body with the fullness of him who fills all in all. There's not anything that he can't fill. Why? He's our living fountain. He's our living water. Amen? Hallelujah. You're complete in Christ. You weren't complete when you got married. You're complete when you came to Christ. Amen. In him we live and move and have our being. He's our all in all. Amen. Everything you need, want, desires in Christ. It's already yours. You already have access to it. And now we're just getting it by faith. Amen. We've already dug the well. We just, we're just, we've been priming the pump. Right. You know, in those old pumps, you've got to pump it a few times before the water starts to flow, right? Because it's got to create some suction, right? Oh, my goodness, we've been creating some suction, and now the water's starting to flow, glory to God. Hallelujah. That pump has been primed, and water is gushing out. Water of healing, water of increase, water of strength, water of joy, water of peace. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Mm-mm-mm. He fills everything. Now go to go to chapter three. Glory to God. And verse nineteen. And to know the love of Christ. Do you know the love of Christ? You met the love when when you accepted Him. How many know the love of Christ? Do you know that God loves you? See, when, because God loves you, he doesn't want you sick. Because God loves you, he doesn't want you broke. Because God loves you, he doesn't want you stressed out. Amen? Amen? Okay? So to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. Isn't that awesome? We can know something that passes knowledge. How do we know it? By revelation. By, by the Holy Spirit. Amen? How did Peter know that Jesus was the Son of God? By revelation. Jesus said, flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, but my Father which is in heaven revealed this to you. All right? That you, oh my goodness, when you know the love, you are a candidate that you might be filled with what? All the fullness of God. Say, fill me, Lord. And when you say it, I want you to expect to be full. Amen? The bar is open. 
And I'm serving some new wine tonight. It's white dove label. It's white dove label. And God wants you full. You know, the more full we are of God, the more things we can do for God. The more full we are from God, the less the enemy can do, for, do against us. Amen? I'm telling you, the, the enemy tried to stop the building of the wall in every way that he knew how. Sam Ballot was possessed by the devil, and he kept coming against Nehemiah. But Nehemiah said, look, I, the work is too great. I ain't got time to pay attention to you. Come on. See, the devil would love to distract you from what God called you to do. He would love for you to leave your post and, and be messing with him. Nehemiah, did, I mean, five different times he tried to get Nehemiah to stop through intimidation and fear and pressure, and Nehemiah just kept building. He kept building, right? You've got to keep building. You've got to keep digging. Why? There's a gusher for you. Amen? There's fullness for you. A full and complete healing. Come on, a full and complete healing. A full and complete healing. We got to get excited about that right now. A full and complete healing. Healed in my mind. Healed in my body. Healed in my finances. Healed in my heart. Amen? Let me ask you something. Was the crucifixion a discussion after the resurrection? No. No. When did, you, when did Jesus talk about how bad the cross was after he rose from the dead? He only showed them his wounds, but he didn't talk about his wounds. He didn't say, boys, let me tell you how I got these wounds. No. He would show up when the door was closed. He'd freak them out. Hey, man, they'd be eating dinner, and all of a sudden Jesus would be there. How'd you get here? I have a glorified body. There's no limits. Hey, man. I can pass, I can walk through walls. Glory to God. All right? All right, let's go to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. And verse 9. See the fullness. Isaac kept on digging, and his digging paid off. He got to a place, there wasn't, he had no problem from the enemy, because they didn't bother him anymore. All of his sheep could drink, all of his cows could drink, all of his donkeys could drink, all of his servants could drink, come on, and they were drinking every day without any interruption in supply, without any interruption in distribution, amen? He dug that well, and it was producing water. Water was flowing out of it, amen? The camels were happy. The sheep were happy. The goats were happy, amen? The servants were happy. Come on, we got to get happy, amen? We got to get happy. Why? Because there's, there's a well for us that has been designated for us, and all we got to do is just hang in there and don't quit and keep digging and keep praying and and keep believing, and keep calling on God, and keep standing in faith, and keep speaking the word. Amen? Hallelujah. And you are going to have a gusher. Glory to God. This is be the last one I give you for tonight. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. 
For this cause. Is there a cause? We also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with what? The knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. You know, Ephesians 5 says, do not... uh, uh, the, the days are evil, and if you want to redeem the time, you've got to understand what the will of the Lord is. And he said in Ephesians, be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. All right? Imagine what you could do if you knew God's will every moment of every day. How much time would you save if you were filled with the knowledge of God's will every moment of every day? He's saying that this is God's desire. God wants you to know his will. Why do you think he gave you a book? Why do you think he gave you his Holy Spirit? He gave you everything that you need to know to know his will. What's your will, God? Look. Listen. Okay? That you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom. How many want wisdom and knowing God's will? You know, when you know you've got to know when God's will, it's God's will to heal you, not to hurt you. Sickness doesn't come from God. It comes from the devil and sin and the combination of the two. All right? That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. See, when you know what God's will is, you please the Lord. Being fruitful where? In every good word. Being fruitful. I'm in Rehoboth. I'm, see, I know God's will, therefore I'm in Rehoboth. I'm walking in fruitfulness. I'm walking in the fullness. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. I'm walking in flourishing. I'm walking in thriving. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm full of the knowledge. I know what God's will is. I know what God wants at any given moment. Amen. Say this. I know what God wants at any given moment. I know what his will is. I embrace his will. Hallelujah, I do his will. And you'll be fruitful in every good work. Fruitfulness, the Lord has made us fruitful. When he got to Rehoboth, he became fruitful. And increasing in the knowledge of God. Everybody say increasing. Now look at verse 11. Strengthened with what? All might. According to his glorious power, unto all patience and long-suffering with what? Did you know that because of God's power, you can be patient and suffer long with joy? Amen? It's all about knowing God's will. Knowing God's will is knowing his desire, knowing what he likes, knowing what he doesn't like, knowing where he wants you, knowing what he wants you to do. Amen? And it causes thanksgiving unto the Father. Look at verse 12. Which has made us meet or qualified to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. You guys can partake of your inheritance right now. Amen. So who needs to be healed tonight? Who needs to be touched tonight? Who needs to be filled tonight? Who needs to be lifted up tonight? Who needs to be empowered tonight? 
Who needs to be guided tonight? Who needs to be directed tonight? Amen? All that stuff is here right now, ready for you. The well is opened. If you need that, come up right now. Don't delay. Come up right now. This is going to be a quick thing. Amen? You know, the, when the Holy Spirit gets involved in things, he quickens things. Same spirit that raised Christ from the dead will quicken your mortal body. You're about to be quickened tonight. Amen? Quickened. I want you, when you have hands laid on you, I want you just to grab hold of whatever it is you need. Amen? And the water is going to flow. Hallelujah. The water is flowing right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus' anointing, just flow right now. Hallelujah. Move on her behalf in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, for a quickening, a quickening. Father, in Jesus' name, let the anointing of the Holy Spirit break every, oh, break every hard ground, every dry ground. There's, there's a saturation taking place, a saturation taking place in the name of Jesus.